Hello, 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 my besties and my best stores. Welcome to the Let's Go Besties podcast, where we talk about everything with Jesus in the mix. I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are doing good, better than good. I hope y'all are doing so, 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 so good, okay? And I hope y'all are being good because, you know, it's more important to be than do. We talked about that on the last podcast, but let's get into this one. You read the title. You seen the words on the screen. What's the title? Can y'all say it with me? How can I be happy when my life is nothing like I imagined it? Boy, that is a question that I'm sure we all have asked before. Like, usually in situations when something is not going too good, we in that situation like, oh my God, how can, how, how could I even smile during a time like this? But you know what? It's possible. So let's invite the one who is all and that's all around all and that will be in all into the mix. Let's go. Holy Spirit, we invite you in right now. Lord, we ask you to help us to lay down any burdens that we have at your feet and to be comforted by listening to what you have to say to us in this podcast god you know it ain't me so you take over holy spirit i ask that you open the eyes and the ears of my understanding as well as the besties and the best doors lord lord have your way in this podcast and let's get it let's go in jesus name we pray amen all right How can I be happy when my life looks nothing like I imagined it? So, I'm going to just tell y'all a little bit about my life. Because my life is nothing like I imagined it would be. I'm 25 years old right now. And I still live under the roof of my parents. I can be fully transparent with you guys. I'm working in a system, in an industry, which I... I didn't think I would be in in this way, which is the school system. I was supposed to be, in my mind, in a medical field. I probably would have thought by 25 I would have my first child and been married by now. Um, And life is just different. You know, life is just different from what I thought. I was, I'm a backtrack. So when I was in high school, I thought that I wanted to be a nurse because nursing, you know, helping people. So I thought, okay, medical field and what's in the medical field? Nursing. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a a phlebotomist. I didn't want to be a medical assistant or anything like that. I wanted to be a nurse and I love children. I love babies. So I was like, I'm going to be a neonatal nurse. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a neonatal nurse or a pediatric nurse to deal with children. That's what I want to do because I love children and I want to help children. I want to help people and I want to be in the medical field. So my whole high school I'll say career, I thought I was going to be in the medical field. We even had 
pathways. We had the fate pathway, which was the arts. We had the health pathway, which was obviously the the nurses and everything that deals with health. And we had another pathway, which I don't know the name of it right now. Oh, business. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It was the business pathway. And, you know, those who wanted to pursue business was um, in that pathway. So I was in the medical, uh, the health pathway the whole time. And now that I think about it, y'all, that's kind of too limiting like there is so much more than business health and um faith you know there's so much more than that because there are endless possibilities to what you can become and what god wants to use you for but anyway back to my little story so i i thought i was gonna be a nurse so i was taking all the health classes the medical classes that um I not that I could take, but the ones that I wanted to take. So I took um, what was that? So I'm a licensed EMT, first responder. I'm a licensed first responder. I got my um, CPR card and you know all of that stuff. And I graduated high school, and I was on my way to become a nurse. I got to college. And I still had it on my mind, but this time it wasn't to be a neonatal nurse. I, I had changed it. I was like, no, I'm going to be a neonatologist, which is a doctor. Then I would change it again. I was like, no, I'm going to be a nurse. I don't want to be in school for <laughs> till I'm till I'm old and gray. <laughs> you know, it takes some time, but you don't have to be old and gray. They got some young doctors. Okay. But in my mind, I was going to be old and great. So I was like, I don't want to be in school that long. I don't really like school like that. So I was like, I'm going to still be a nurse, but I'm going to be a nurse anesthetist. Because, baby, those nurses make money. And it, it became about money. Like, I wanted the money. So I got to college, and I was, like, pursuing it. And I I didn't realize, y'all, that I, there was a lot of prereqs that goes into whatever you want to do, like, you don't just, when you're in college, you know, you don't just jump into your area of concentration. Like, you got to take prereqs. You got to take that English again. You got to take that math again. You got to take that science again. But you're going into, um, I guess, in a deeper version of it. Because when I got to the science portion and I took anatomy and physiology for nurses, baby, let me tell y'all. At the university I was at, I don't know how it is at other universities, but at the university I attended, we had to learn every nook and cranny of the bones. I'm like, ain't no way all of this have a name. Like, so even if my, my bone got a little crack in it, that is like, it's supposed to have a little crack in it, that has a name. And I'm like, does, do nurses really have to know all of this or are y'all making us, making it hard, you know? So I had a, a, a lab, a lab that consisted of quizzes, a midterm, and a final. And I had the lecture to go with it, which was totally different. And then the teaching styles of the individuals were different, okay? 
one with the lecturer he spent hours just talking 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 and he was he was like it was a lot of information overload for me and then i was failing the quizzes in my lab so you fail enough quizzes you better pass that midterm with a with a high grade so i couldn't do it i and the thing is y'all in college i wanted to be a nurse right my mind was saying nursing but my heart was saying writing the whole time I would be looking, the building that I would go to for my um, English class, I would be looking to the top of the stairs where the creative writing classes were. Like, I'm looking at the building right now in my mind because that's what I really wanted to do. But I was too scared to pursue my dream because I thought I had to be safe and have the things that provided for me with money. You know, so that's encouragement in itself, y'all. Like, don't go after what is safe and what will provide you money when you have this dream in your heart that God has put there that may not provide you money up front, but it will get leave you satisfied and you it will further your mind and and further the investment of God's kingdom here on this earth. Because just because it's not the conventional way of doing things does not mean that it's not God. Like I I didn't I didn't know at that time that it was God, but it was because of the things that I'm doing now and the things that I'm interested in now. And the way that he flipped life for me. So, I'm going to continue my story. So, um, I would be going to these classes and they were hard. Like, and I didn't really, I don't really like, I love knowledge. I love to learn, but I don't like school. Like, I didn't like, I didn't like school. I really didn't. I really didn't. And I didn't like the fact that I was going to school for something that I didn't like. I didn't really like nursing. I liked the the knowledge behind it. Like I liked um the the fact that you would be able to I like what I thought it was. I like the fact that I would be able to help people. I would be seeing and learning different things, but I didn't like the work that I had to do to to become that and then I was stuck on the time like oh this is taking a long time and all of that stuff but ultimately the medical field was not a a thing for me it wasn't a go for me and I'm gonna continue the story so I ended up dropping the class the the the, um (laughs) the lab I ended up dropping the lab completely because I had failed too many quizzes and it really was because I wasn't applying myself Because it's not like I didn't, it was because I wasn't applying myself with it. But um, the lecture, I don't know what, I I really can't tell you what happened with that. I don't know if I dropped that too. I don't know. But I ended up 
not changing my major, but I ended up dropping out of the university as a whole. And I went to another university, but I went to a university that offered a program for um, two years. I wanted to be hands on with it. And I and I really thought I was supposed to be in the medical field. I really, I really, really thought this, y'all. So I ended up going to another university that offered the two-year program for um, medical billing and coding. And I ended up finishing it. I actually started to like it because it was like, in my mind, with um, billing and coding, it, I wasn't on the billing side. I was more on the coding side. So with coding... You have to read the medical charts. And my thing was, I was like, oh, this is interesting because I get to actually investigate. You know, I was in on my investigative stuff and I get to like really be nosy. Like I get paid to get to be nosy. OK, so <laughs> uh, I had like I had liked it. I had liked it at first. You know, when you learn something new, you, you think you like it. And then you just like, I don't I don't really want to do this because it was it was boring. I'm going to just say it. It was boring for me and it wasn't like, it didn't fulfill me because it wasn't supposed to be something I was supposed to do. So I finished the class. I graduated. The classes, I graduated and I didn't escape prereqs or anatomy and physiology because y'all, everything that I thought that I was running from with nursing, I ended up taking it with medical billing and coding. Medical billers and coders have to take everything that nurses have to take except the NCLEX exam. So everything that a biller or a coder knows, depending on where they study and everything a nurse knows, is pretty much what one in one. So I thought I was running from medical billing. I thought I was running from um, anatomy and physiology and <laughs> I ran right into it. Ended up taking it, ended up passing it, ended up passing it because I, I applied myself this time. And I graduated, right, graduated school 2018 and got my degree, got my degree. And I went to take the test and failed. And I'm just like, okay. Mind you, a lot of different other stuff was going on behind the scenes besides school. Grandmother died. That was devastating. And just different other things, other factors and other variables were happening behind the scenes as well. Failed my test. Didn't know what I was going to do. Went to teach, right? I went to teach. So I was teaching and I was like, oh, I like this. I was just going to be doing it in the meantime to um be studying for my my exam to retake it mind you I had to pay full price cuz i didn't do what i had to do to get it um reduced but that's neither here or there it's another story that's another lesson <laughs> but i ended up ended up going and taking the test again and matter of fact in between those times teaching, I got to be a mentor and worked with this nonprofit. And God was just exposing me to so, so different things that I was going to be doing. He didn't he did he didn't tell me right in there, but the things that were hidden in me failing my test, the things that I discovered that um 
the things that I got to do after failing my test were the things that I am essentially doing now. Okay, so I didn't know that, though. I thought I was still going to be a medical billing coder, right? So I was teaching. I was in a classroom. I I have been in classrooms from preschool up until 12th grade. Um, and I have been a mentor before of teenagers and I got to, um, experience what it's like to run, be involved in running a nonprofit, right? So, um, doing outreaches and, um, just different things with a nonprofit. So I was doing all this and then it was time for me to take my test again and I passed it. I passed it, okay? I passed my test, and I immediately ran to someone I knew in the medical field that was a director who I did my internship with, and the job was lined up for me. Basically, it was just a phone call away, and the lady said she would call me and never did. She never called. She never called. And it wasn't that she for she it wasn't that she was being like, oh, no, I'm not going to hire her or anything. It was God. God blocked that because, you know, he told me after that, he said, do not get a job. You don't get a job. I want you to stop teaching. I want you to focus on the. I want you to focus with this nonprofit, but I don't want you to get a job. And I'm. I'm just like, okay, he doesn't want me to get a job. And he gave me the vision of what he wanted me to do. He gave me the vision of what he wanted me to do. Now, it was like so... It was almost it was almost crazy how it happened. Like looking back, it it was like, wow, all this happened. All this was a setup for you to show me things that I would be doing. And bestie, I just encourage you to walk with God through all the things that you feel like you shouldn't be doing right now. Like the things that's not making any sense to you right now. Because there are things in my life that still don't make no sense. I still live with my parents. I'm working in a in a in a field. I'm still in the school system. I'm back in the school system. That's another thing. I'm thinking God was gonna give me a job in the medical field, but he didn't. He got me a job in the school system. So it's like, I don't know what you're doing and I don't have to know because you're God and you, you got me. But all of this, all of this is frust- frustrating. Like, I know y'all can hear people talking about, oh, I trust God, whatever he want me to say, whatever he want me to do. But the real reality is when you're in it, it's not whatever you say, whatever you want me to do. It's not that you got to, you have to fight for that. 
it ain't you not just programmed to just do whatever he say and go wherever he wants you to go. No, you gotta actually be like, I'm going. You gotta keep telling yourself that, and you gotta keep on being willing and asking him for his grace and asking him to help you to be obedient because that stuff don't just come. It don't just come. Cause right now, where I am. Although I'm talking to y'all, I'm still in a place that I don't even want to be. And I'm asking myself, how could I be happy when nothing, my life is nothing like I imagined it? I didn't imagine being back in the school system. I didn't imagine failing my test. I didn't imagine my, my like, people in my family dying. I didn't imagine any of this. Like, I didn't imagine staying with my parents at 25. Like, I'm 25. I'm 25. I should be, I feel like I should have been gone because I had a plan with this medical billing and coding thing. I had a plan. Okay. I was going to be working for a year. I was going to have my own car, my own place. And I was going to go to the Bahamas, traveling to the Bahamas, working in the Bahamas. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. I was going to work for a company. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but it's a very prestigious company for medical billers and coders. Like, for coding. I don't know so much about billing, but coding. And I was going to travel. I sure was. But I'm not right now. So it's like, how could I be happy when my life looks nothing like I thought it would? You see how I look back? While telling you my story about what God was doing that I can see now. That's how I can be happy when my life looks nothing like I imagined it. Because that whole time I was getting set up for what I'm going what I'm what I'm still doing, what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I know some of the things that God has told me. I have a I have promises from God and you do too. You got promises. But I understand that you may be in a reality right now and it looks nothing like what God has said. Like nothing. But that's the moment to really like continually believe. And that's hard. And it's scary because it's just like and it's countercultural. Because it's just like, you said this. Listen, you said it will be day, but I'm still looking at night. You said I will be having joy and I'm still in depression. You said that I'm going to be world-renowned and nobody listening to me. That one real for me, y'all. That one is real. That one, that last one for me, that's real. You said I'm going to be known and I'm nobody listening to me right now. You said I'm going to be known, but nobody wants to listen to me. And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts, y'all. It hurts to be in the reality, your current reality, your current circumstances, but still trying to believe God for what he said. You know what I'm saying? It it, it hurts. And it and it's painful. But at the end of the day, if you... you, you Trying to believe that's all you need because he's going to carry you the, the rest of the way. He's telling me about a scripture right now that I want to read to y'all. 
Um, I got to see where it's at. It's in Isaiah somewhere. Okay, here it is. I pulled it right up. Hallelujah. Okay. It says this. It's Isaiah 46, 8. I'm going to read 8 through... 8 through 10. So I'm reading out the ESV right now. Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, you transgressors, remembering the former things of old. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. I'm going to read in another version too so that we all can understand. And then I'm going to break it down a little bit for all of us. So NLT, which is kind of my favorite version because it's easiest to understand for me. Okay. So again, Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. He said, do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. So I was listening to my favorite. He has to be my favorite. He, I can say that now. He's my favorite leader. Okay, some may call him pastor, preacher, whatever he is that, but he ultimately is a leader. Dr. Miles Monroe, he broke down this, um, the scripture, are these scriptures in Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. And I'm just going to share what he shared from a distance to me. And you can even go and listen to it. Um, I don't believe I don't believe I remember what sermon it was exactly, but I want to share this with you guys because it was profound and it's necessary for right now. So how can I be happy when my life looks nothing like I imagined it? If God has. First of all, if you're here, you have a purpose. Okay, if you're here, God has an original intention behind why you're here. You're not just here for no reason. You're here because you were created on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And you are an extension of his glory here on this earth. So you are not a mistake, no matter how you got to this world. No matter if your mom and your dad was together and they was they didn't get together. No matter if you, uh, your parents um, gave you up for adoption, no matter if... You were supposed to be aborted, no matter if your mama and daddy gave you away, no matter if you never met your dad, no matter if you never met your mom, no matter if you are in a situation right now that seems like you will never get out of it. You will because you have a purpose. God gave you purpose and you were not a mistake. Right. So Mr. Miles, I call him Mr. Miles instead of Dr. Miles. I don't know. But. Mr. Miles has said something about this scripture and he was like, God did something in Genesis. He did something and he was he was like, okay, let me show y'all. So what God did, he 
He didn't start anything until he finished it. So everything God has started, everything that that has happened thus far, God has already seen it, right? So God is the one that finished everything and then said, let it begin. So God finished you and then you started. Like God finished you. Like from the time you were born to the time you are you will die and everything in between, God finished it. So whatever he said to you about what you are going to be and what you are going to do, that has to come to pass because his word doesn't return void. God said in verse 10, only I can tell you the future before it happens. So if he told you something, he's the one that told you about the future that he's already finished. So you can be happy where you are knowing that it's already finished. Like, it's hard, y'all, but our belief is everything. Like, we literally could tell our minds something and continue to tell our minds tell our minds it and believe it. Our belief is powerful, but it's what we believe in that give us the power. Because we can believe a lie that things won't change and then, you know what, what I'm saying, it won't change because we're believing that lie. You know what I'm saying? You're believing that lie and you you believe that that, that is like, Okay, Holy Spirit, thank you. That is like you putting a key into the door and unlocking it. That's your belief. Your belief is the key to the door. And it's the the way that you unlock it. Your belief. So if you believe that nothing will change, nothing will change. But if you believe that something will change, something will change. And what God says, you have to put your key in the door to unlock it. And it can get very discouraging when it doesn't happen right then and there because of how we are conditioned in society to get things right then and there we want instant gratification but it doesn't work that way in the kingdom it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way in the kingdom it's seed time then harvest I'm learning how to garden. I think I'm going to mention this probably every podcast if I'm led to. But I'm learning how to garden. And I got a hydroponic system, which is no soil. You can grow seeds in these pods with just water, right? And a grow light. So I'm learning how to do that. And I put the seeds in quite some time ago. I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna say like a month ago, and they are still just little seedlings, you know. They're little seedlings, and I'm just like, well, when they gonna grow more? Like I'm tired of looking at these seedlings. Come on, grow! And could 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 it be like in our life we just looking at our situations like I just want to get out of this right now? Come on, God, where are you? And it hasn't even been that long and even if it has been that long we are focusing on the area that we want to change instead of focusing on the area that he's given us to focus on because whatever you focus on will grow so if we focus on the area that's hurting we're gonna we're gonna still be hurting 
But if we focus on the area that he told us to focus on, the area that's hurting, it ain't even gonna feel like nothing anymore. I I had seen I I be watching different stuff and like I watch I watch a I seem to watch a lot of interviews because I be wanting to get people's perspective on different things. And they I I was I was on this certain interview and there was this I think it was a lady and she was like she was shot. Right? She said she was shot and like she was she could feel the pain but she was there by herself and she had to get to the hospital. And she knew if she laid down, focused on the pain, and laid down, she would have died. How could a woman who was shot, who was bleeding internally, I forgot that detail. She said she was bleeding internally, could get up and get herself to the hospital. A man named David Goggins, he's coming to mind right now. David Goggins, he broke both of his legs when he was in... um, he was in some one of the branches of the military. He was in the forgive me, David Goggins, if you watch this. I mean, listen to this and I'll get it wrong. But I believe he was in the Navy SEALs. I think he was in the Navy SEALs. Um, and he broke both of his legs. And he experienced so much. That man experienced so much. But he was running on broken legs because he believed he could do it. He believed, again, the key to anything is your belief. That's the key. So when, when, when your life looks nothing like you imagine it, when you're going through moments of, of anything, the key to your door is your belief. What are you believing only I can tell you the future before it happens is what God says. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Believe what he told you. Believe what he told you. He told you something specific. Believe it. Take your even if you have to practically get out a key. Because we we can sit here all day and, and I can say believe it, believe it, believe it, but no. We need practical steps, right? So get out your key. If you got a key, everybody should have a key. And pretend that you're unlocking the door and say, God, I believe you. God, you said that I will be world-renowned. God, you said that I will have joy instead of depression. God, you said, and begin to rehearse what he said, even if, he, even if you only know one thing. Even if you... No, only one, no one thing. Or you can, even if you don't know exactly what God has said right now, you can say this thing that I, I, I strongly believe everything that's happening is happening for me and not to me. Everything that's happening is happening for me and not to me. Bestie, you are greater than what you're experiencing. You are so much greater than what you're experiencing. And when you realize that God is bigger than what you're experiencing, and you have your key to believe him, nothing that you're going through will ever be able to break you. That won't even be able to get inside of you because your belief will be bigger, and he will be bigger than your belief. Look at the sky. 
Do you know that the sky can be seen from anywhere in the world? So that means the sky is huge. I'm in Louisiana right now. The same people that are um, on the other side of the world right now can see the same sky. Whether it's dark or whether it's, it's uh, light outside. We all see in the same sky. They see in the same sky in Singapore. They see in the same sky in Nigeria. They see in the same sky in the United States. All of us see in the same sky. So if the sky is that big, how big is God? If the sky is that big, how big is our God? If he says, listen, I'm God. There's none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it happens because I'm the one that ended it and then began. I finished. It is finished. I finished this work. I finished you already. You just got to believe it. You just got to unlock it. Unlock it, bestie. Go ahead and unlock it. How can I be happy even when my life looks something like it? Remembering what God has said. Looking back on see, and seeing the former things that he's done. Remembering that this too shall pass. Practically taking out my our keys and saying who? Reciting what he's already told us. That's how we can be happy. Okay? I also have more practical steps to this on our blog it's entitled the same thing how can i be happy and um i want each and every one of you to go check it out and look at the practical steps on the blog on blissfulfate.com and i want each and every one of y'all to have a great day today okay remember that you are destined to win because he got up i'm gonna pray for y'all and then i'm out i'm gonna pray for us and then i'm out so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you've already said in your word. God, we thank you that you are bigger than what we can imagine, than what we are going through currently. Lord, show us all practical steps on how to be happy, even when our lives look nothing like we imagined it to, to look like. God, only you can speak to our situations, our individual situations, with things to do and practices to take. For our, our unique situation. So God, I ask that you show each and every bestie what to do, Lord God, apart from what you've already said to us today. God, we thank you just for being a God who keeps his word and being faithful to us and showing us, Lord, what to do and how to be, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're bigger again. And we ask you, Lord God, to keep us. Keep us in perfect peace. Keep us in perfect health, God. Keep us. Keep us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. I love y'all besties. And this is D, and I'm signing out.